So this week we will be diving into the third installment of the Daniel Craig James Bond films. Yes. This is a movie that explores tying up loose ends, like really old. Yep. Like if there was really old rope in your house and you needed to tie it up, um, that's what this movie is, right? Uh, it involves shadow players, uh, mommy issues. One of the Fines brothers. Yes. So many things yes. going on with this film. So many things. It comes after Quantum of Solace, yep. which was a little bit of a departure from, uh, I think, what most people liked about Casino Royale, but this movie brings back a lot of that. There's a lot to say. There's <laughs> a bunch to say. I only have one question for you, though, Zach. What is it? And it is the question that, by pure happenstance happens to happen on this podcast total accident coincidence well that is very convenient what is your question Hunter? Uh, you can bring any question to me it is uh but is skyfall good i i don't know i think we're gonna need to talk through it for about okay roughly 50 minutes okay and then after that 50 minute uh segment where we talk through it maybe we can come to a okay you know what we should do is before we discuss it let's just talk about some news of the film industry Okay. Cool. Neat. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello there. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to episode 42 of <coughs> But Is It Good Podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. I am your host, Hunter Callahan. And I'm your host, Zach Olson, and with me right here, maybe she, maybe you'll be able to hear her, is the host of the podcast. Is she purring? She's purring a little bit. It's not like a like a full purr. It's I'll like a like, half. I have to like like gain it up uh, post. Okay. Like make it see if she's more. It's like a, you know how she gets like that half purr, and yeah. then if you like. Uh, we of course are talking about whiskey. Uh, Here's the full purr. Oh, she just she stopped it. like immediately. <laughs> did you hear it? <laughs> I can hear it from here. As soon as you got the mic, she stopped. Uh, uh, yes, Whiskey, the uh, founder, CEO, and owner of Butt is a Good Productions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cool. Rubbing her butt on my <laughs> Literally. Dude, we, I was on a Zoom the other day for work, and she was on my lap, and she walked in front of my uh, computer, and just like her butt, just put her butt <laughs> all right in the camera, and I was like, Whiskey, God. Uh. Anyway, uh, Welcome to episode 42. We are uh, in I the I wish we had the freedom to do that. <laughs> oh, God. That, no. No. Uh, we are in the midst of our Daniel Craig James Bond series uh, where we have picked, a t- uh, our, I, guess, I guess, my two favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's essentially my two favorite. Daniel Craig James Bond films. Uh, last week, of course, we did uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. And then this week, we are doing Skyfall. We'll touch on, uh, well, you'll touch on uh, Quantum of Solace briefly. And then next week we'll be doing the brand new uh, No Time to Die. Yes. Um, and we'll touch on Spectre. And we'll touch on Spectre uh, as we go to that one. Um, yeah. Was she licking your Starbucks cup? She's licking the moisture off of, like the condensation She's off so of weird, the man. outside of my... In case you aren't wondering, we're talking about a... This is a an eight-year-old feral child that we uh, adopted. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> a feral child? Pretty much. I got her when she was, what, four weeks old, five weeks old? Mm-hmm. Now she's eight. That's wild. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's dive in. Uh, before we dive into... She's a cat, in case this yeah, is your she, first episode. She's, 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 she's a cat. She's a, she's a cat. Um, 
Zach, will you give us a theme song, please, into my shindig? It's his shindig. Yeah. It's time for the news. Yeah. If you like the news, yeah. here's the shindig. Yeah. Perfect. Wonderful. Whiskey don't she's we need to like just film her and that'll be our whiskey shots. So here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. This uh, is not my shindig yet, just so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> this is still the housekeeping intro yeah, stuff. Sorry, yeah. Um we eventually want to film yep, our video, sessions video podcast. and have a video podcast going. I think we need three cameras. Yeah, we could maybe do with one, but three, if you really want to have good production value, you know, just for you listeners. Well, we need, wide, we might need, we might wide, need four. Wide, close up, close up. Well, four if we want to have one on her. Right. So that's what <laughs> I was thinking. Wide shot, close up, close up. And then Hannah's just on we a have whiskey have, cam. We have, we have to have somebody, like, we have to hire somebody. <laughs> to be to on come, the whiskey to cam. To come man a camera, to be on, like, a, a whiskey cam. Uh, we could have like when when it pops up, we'll have like a logo whiskey cam. <laughs> just imagine we're having like a very deep conversation, and like in the middle of the conversation, it just cuts to whiskey like licking her butthole. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> this whiskey. is what I'm thinking. She's not modest. She's not modest. Anyway, my shindig. Here we go. I got some news. If I was that beautiful, neither would I be. <laughs> I would she, not. That was is, a weird sentence. Neither would I be. Is that? Neither would I be. <laughs> no, she is beautiful. I my eyes are so tired. I keep rubbing them. Ugh. Anyway, you've, you've been tired the past like I have a four, four month or old f- son. Yeah, no, I was gonna say <laughs> it's it's understandable, but you've been tired. Yeah, it's, it's just not like, like a oh this Sunday I'm tired. It's no, like no, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like when Sunday hits, man. It's like I mean, it's been a week. I must say, like I like we're in a transition at work, and so my my like workload has uh, substantially risen, which I'm I'm happy mm-hmm. about. I'm not like I'm I'm proud that I can do it, but you know, like I was. You know, an office Friday early morning, and then I was there, you know, working all day, and then I came home, and then I had to work literally Friday night, and I worked for about an hour earlier today, and then I got to be in studio 8 a.m. Monday to shoot. So, um, and, you know, I have a baby. This is Hunter Shindig. This is my Shindig. <laughs> Welcome to my <laughs> this life. This is the news. No, so anyway, <laughs> I do I, I do have some news, um, which we've actually already discussed some of it. I'm going to go mm-hmm. through it pretty quick. Um I'm going to react to it, and it might take a while. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. No, hey, you know what I'm saying? Let's just, you know, this, whatever, man. We're just here to have fun. Um, so there's some Venom news that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Before I do anything, uh, let me get the, I want to get the, the score. Okay. I'm going to go through this quick. Hold on a second, everybody. No, sorry. Listen to me. <laughs> Before I do anything about Venom, please know, like, wh- we are not planning on covering Venom on the podcast as of yet. Um so it's too much. Yeah, it's just it's too much, and fr- like frankly, like I think it's cool. I didn't love the first one, so I'm not like dying to see the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, it, just know the next few minutes there are some spoilers in this. Oh, we're talking spoilers. I want to talk about that that one scene. I don't. This has not happened in the movie. I'm talking well, about the post credit scene. Should or, we be talking about a post credit scene? We don't have to. You can say no. It was. I, I found out about it. I, so I, I, I found out about the post credit scene uh, on accident. It was spoiled for me. Right. I have no idea what happened. The, the movie hadn't come out yet. Yeah, I have no idea what happens in the movie. Um, so this doesn't spoil the movie by any means. I have a question. If we talk about information in a movie that hasn't come out yet, is there some sort of like copyright thing where like the movie's they can... out? The movie's out. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's out. I didn't. <laughs> it came out. <laughs> came out Friday. No uh, that's funny. But I found out well, about this on like Wednesday. Okay. So, so you found out about it 
pre-release yeah. and it's been but, confirmed. Yeah, there was like a there's like a there are review embargoes and stuff that that are lifted. So if if you want to discuss this one we can, scene, we can discuss it. I thought we were discussing something about a movie that hadn't come out yet. No, no, movie's out. Um, in because fact, I've in, not plugged in. Yeah. So in fact, I've I, I heard about this post credit scene and then I looked it up because I I'm not really invested in the movie. I don't care. And one of my, my favorite channels, which I plug all the time, New Rockstars, already has a breakdown of this scene on okay. YouTube. So all right, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's out there. Let's dive in. Um, spoilers for Venom. Yeah, spoilers for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. If you care. The next few minutes. Spoilers, post-credit spoilers. Movie, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, Understatement of the year. True. It doesn't... This it is does, inconsequential for the movie. Essentially, yeah. Is that what you were trying to say? Yes. Uh, so real quick, first off, uh, the t- the tomato meter was revealed and it's dropped actually substantially. Um, when I first saw it, it debuted at like eighty one or eighty two, I think maybe high seventies, low eighties. It has dropped to fifty nine percent rotten. Oh wow! Um, what was the first? Do you remember? Venom one was like twenty seven. Okay, so they've almost doubled their score. Yeah, which is good. Personally, I I said this before. I did not like Venom one. I didn't like it. I will tell you, everyone that I know that saw the movie, yeah. if they didn't have poor things to say about the movie, the good things that they had to say about the movie were, it was fun. Exactly. And I mean, like, on a standard of filmmaking, I thought it was sloppy. It didn't, I didn't think it looked very good. I'd, there were certain scenes, I like, didn't like it. And I didn't see the movie, but like in the trailers, and a trailer should, should encapsulate what the movie is. So, like, if it looks, if it looks, kind of wonky in the trailer it's probably going to be like pretty wonky in the full movie right yeah. uh there were parts where he's like his sh- head's like shaking back and forth and i thought it looked bad <laughs> yeah yeah like this i just didn't like it. i didn't like it mm-hmm. um let there be carnage is directed by andy circus um so that's cool you know I, like, I think it's it's definitely done better um and one of the news that i saw was that a venom 3 has already been greenlit before this one even came out isn't it interesting but also, Greenlight doesn't mean, really mean anything because there was a whole slate of Justice League movies, oh my right? God, yeah, dude. So that's so true. But yeah, Venom three and Spider Man four have been greenlit. Mm-hmm. I saw this. Well, Spider Man four is going to get made. We I, I saw mean, this though, and someone said we don't know which Spider Man four, and I was like, that's outrageous. But that'd be amazing. What if they just switched actors? If somehow they like finished like Andrew up. Andrew Garfield became the MCU no, 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 Spider Man. No, 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 no. There's been a like a fan campaign to have Tobey Maguire do a Spider Man four <laughs> because there were plans. Sam Raimi had had plans to do that, but he's already peaked. He did the emo I, dancing. Yeah, no. So I don't. I would be shocked if it wasn't Tom Holland Spider Man four. Uh, but apparently those have been greenlit. But that brings me to this post credit scene. So once again, spoiler warning for the next few minutes. The post credit scene in Venom, mm-hmm. Let There Be Carnage. Which is a Sony, Sony. film, yeah. Sony. Yeah, Sony. Uh, shows Vin- Tom Hardy, what's his name? Eddie Brock and Venom, they're at some hotel room, whatever. I don't know how they got there. And they're talking, I don't even know what about, and they're like teleported. But right? the Venom thing's like in him, right? Yeah. The, so he's talking to himself. The symbiote, he's talking to Venom, which is just himself, essentially. Okay. Um. They're like teleported through reality. Like they're surround. You haven't seen WandaVision, but in WandaVision, sometimes like the surroundings will just like glitch and they'll change. Mm-hmm. And that happens around them. So now they're in like a different room and he's like, what the hell is going on? And on the television is uh, 
J.K. Simmons as uh, J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. the end of Spider-Man 3, I mean, uh, Spider-Man 2, saying Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and it shows Tom Holland Spider-Man on the television, and Venom is like, that guy. That guy what? Like, were they and talking about, li- like, and then, and then I want to beat somebody's and butt. Licks, and then he licks the TV. Weird. Oh, interesting. All this to say is that this officially brings, Ties the universe brings Venom, at least Venom, I, and I would assume the rest of the Sonyverse, mm-hmm. into the Marvel Universe. Potentially. Well, Venom for sure. They can tease that, and then like there yeah. can be there can be like negotiation hangups so d- further down yeah, the road, right? True. So now there's theories, though, because Tom Hardy was seen wearing a Spider-Man No Way Home hat. Okay. So now there's theories of okay. Oh, do you think he's gonna be in it? So is the sixth villain? So there's five quote unquote confirmed villains for for for, for uh, No Way Home, right? Green Goblin, Doctor Doctor Octopus, Electro. Nobody calls him Doctor Octopus. Sorry, Green Green Goblin, Doc Ock. There you go. Uh, Electro, mm-hmm. um, Sandman. Right. Theoretically, uh, and then they said that they think that they've seen Lizard. Okay. In the trailer. Who's essentially uh, reptile from Mortal Kombat? Yes. And then the theory was that it was going to be Mysterio. Right. Uh, maybe not Jake Gyllenhaal, but like the team that is Mysterio, right? Okay. Um, so is the whole team evil? Sinister Six? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like the, Mysterio's the team. The team yeah. not, not the Sinister Six. Yeah, yeah. You can lis- listen to the name. That's true. <laughs> um, I, w- I mean, I would assume so. Uh, so I didn't know if it was like another like... Uh, um, what is it in uh, Suicide? the Suicide Squad? Who's the chick? The, the mean chick. Viola Davis? Uh, you mean... Okay, Viola Davis, but what's her name? No, so no, she's actually very nice. Um, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. <laughs> Amanda Waller, and like her team's not bad, but like she like kind of makes them do bad stuff. Yeah, I didn't know if it true. was like that. So that was where my question yeah, came from. I don't... I don't. I think... I mean, it's. I assume that they're all bad. I don't know. But now the theory is, uh, okay, well, is the six... Is somehow Venom going to be one of those villains? But also there's a theory based on a comic an old comic book uh, mm-hmm. called like Lethal Protect or something like that. I don't know where Venom and Spider-Man team up. Okay. So now there's a theory that he'll team up with Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's cool. Good for them. But we already sort of knew this was happening because we saw Michael Keaton at the end of the Morbius trailer. Let me ask a question. Yes. Uh, we did see Michael Keaton at the end of the Morbius trailer. Sorry, so I, that, I didn't mean to no, skip no, over that. that. That already sort of <laughs> confirms what just happened. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It confirms that there's a link, right? Yes. Um, if Venom was in Spider-Man No Way Home, yes. would you retroactively care about this movie? Nope. Okay. Cool. I have another question. Yep. <laughs> the, o- only because, like, I mean, I... In WandaVision. Whatever, man, just do it. In WandaVision, <laughs> yes. when she's glitching and stuff, isn't that because she's like... Yes, that's her. That's her doing that, right? Yeah. And that's not so much alternate realities. It sort of is... She's sort of like enclosed in on herself because yeah, she's like dealing with stuff, it's right? It's her. It's like her. She's like a Nexus-powered level. It's called like Nexus level. Okay. And she creates like a pocket Dimension that kind of she thing. controls. So it's not like she's like jumping universes. It turns right. out... Like later in WandaVision, when she hears her kids' voices, right, who were never actually real, sure, but they sort of were, that's hinted at. Then she can twist realities. Okay. Um. So is she's the, the villain of she's the villain of Doctor Strange too, the villain. Wanda, or at least one of them. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So is the implication here that uh, Scarlet Witch is 
messing with Venom's reality? Is that is that the implication? Because so you said it's the same kind of glitch thing. For me, the rep, the implication is that maybe this is happening alongside Spider-Man No Way Home, and this is when Peter messes up Doctor Strange's spell. Okay. But I also don't know. Would it be a similar glitch thing? May- maybe. That, so here's the here's the next thing. Um, this is also part of my my news that I saw, and then maybe this is old. I I I, I could have missed it. There's a rumor that Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange 2 is going to face off against a Fox X-Men character. Specifically, a Fox cast character. Could be... A Fox cast? Professor X. Yeah, Fox. X-Men. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like one of those people who were cast by Fox in the previous films. Okay. I don't think it's going to be Hugh Jackman. Sorry. Um, (laughs) For a second, I was like, is he trying to say foe? No. No. So she, I mean, there definitely will be, like, at, at some point, there's a, a blending of universes. So what we can take away from this is that all bets are off for Spider-Man No Way Home, even though there's all these theories. All bets are off for Spider-Man No Way Home and just the universe, like, the future of the MCU. I heard a spoiler the, uh, for Spider-Man. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it to you Because you said that it, 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 you, it actually, like, bugged you that you heard it, didn't it? It did bug me yeah. that I heard it. I don't even know. I think I was just, like... Browsing on Twitter and it's dangerous, man. I follow too just many. Just popped up. I follow too many like comic book re- movie related pages and mm-hmm. like things that have gotten spoiled for me. Like so, I mean, so just by just by scrolling on social media. If true, it would suck. But I'm not gonna say it. I wonder if it's gonna be true. That's all I have to add. Okay, yeah. let's move to the next news item. Yeah, cool. Anyway, shall we? Um, these are just a lot of rumors. Uh, the it's rumored that Henry Cavill is fighting. Um, I say fighting, lobbying for a, a proper injustice movie. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? I don't. Care. I like to think he's fighting. Like he's yeah, he's genuinely he's like kicking executives' asses, fighting. Um, which would essentially that was that's what you know Snyder was essentially going to do. Um, right. Injustice like too. I don't know. I, I don't know. Whiskey's back. Um, other DC news that I got is that uh, the rumor is that Ezra Miller has signed on for a trilogy as the Flash. Okay. So tight, cool, good for them. I hope the Flash is good. Um, that's that's a, another one. That's that a pretty lofty. <laughs> just, just like Spider Man Three, where it's like anything goes, man. There, mm-hmm. there's rumors that more than just the Batman are going to show up in it. Other right. DC characters are going to show up in it. Other Justice League characters might show up in it. Which, if they're doing the Flashpoint, if they're inspired by Flashpoint, you know that story involves Aquaman and Flash and Wonder Woman and Cyborg and all these crazy characters. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, but Cyborg. As of right now, As unless, right now, and unless things change, and he was supposed to be in it too, right? Unless things change, he's not. He's yeah, not on board. That's, that's still that's unless he is, and he's like really keeping under wraps. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, man. I doubt it. Um. Anyway, uh, one last DC thing is that apparently everyone knows this is this is not news that the cast of the Batman, uh, like Robert Pattinson, signed on for three films. Mm-hmm. That's that's been pretty much well documented at this point. Um, I don't know if this one's rated, but apparently they're f- lobbying for a rated R sequel. Okay. Which I think would be cool. Sure. Apparently the Batman is a horror movie. Okay. Which I am super like hyped for. I mean, I, it makes sense, you right? Know, the way that they've done it. The, the aesthetic of Gotham and and. But also like how bats. they por- have they portrayed um, Riddler so far? Mm-hmm. Paul Dano's Riddler, like super Zodiac inspired. Mm-hmm. Man, lean into it. I'm super hyped for it. Um, cool. Anyway, moving on. Um, oh, here's one last Marvel thing that I want to throw in there that I thought is ridiculous. Emphasis um, on the dick. Also, where's my? I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm missing notes in this. 
one. Let me check my phone. Because you told me that uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, uh, yeah, they settled, they their settled their lawsuit. I don't know who got what. Let's you know, that. but um, she said she's looking forward to working with them creatively in the future. They said they're looking forward to working with her. So it sounds like it got worked out. You know, Good for them. Um, Marvel currently has 31 projects in active development. Mm-hmm. It's too many. You know how it's doable? Too many. Well, the shows, I'm, I'm guessing. If you if you're at work and you're taking on more work, uh, an effective way to accommodate that is to create a template and just do the same thing for each Oh, it's almost project. like it's a formula. Mm. Yeah. They should call that... Did you just hear that? Do you know what that is? You know what that is on 5.30 on a Sunday? That's my Slack. That's work. Just turn it on mute. I didn't think it was on. I'm sorry. You gotta... Uh, no, I, I'm not saying like because of the podcast. I'm saying just in life, you have to create boundaries because if you don't, your boss isn't gonna... They're not gonna create boundaries for you, man. Mm. They're not going to. <laughs> mm. I know. That's true. Um, anyway, cool. Uh, I do have a couple more things. Just run through. Yeah, let's run uh, through them. Licorice pizza looks amazing. It does. It looks Zach, really good. You sent me this, so tell me your thoughts on this. this is, who is this? Is this Wes Anderson? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, you want to mute it? You want to? We're good. Okay. I've, I have no idea what this is. Licorice yes. pizza, but it looks, it looks awesome. Really good. This is what a trailer should do, Hunter. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was. It looks. It looks fascinating. It does. Yeah. It, it. It's like a coming of age story about uh, the acting in the film industry, or maybe it's maybe it's Broadway. I can't really and tell. And then Bradley Cooper's there for some reason. Streisand. Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Streisand. And he goes. Barbara Streisand. No. no. <laughs> Streisand. It looks. I mean, it's got a great cast. Um, it just looks really creative. Yeah. Uh, it looks pure, man. Like right. that's a weird way to put it, but like it looks. I just like hijacked this. I'm sorry. There's something about coming of age films, the ones that I love. I've also reached that age where like they make me sad because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> do they? Damn, I'm old. Um, but there's ones that like that capture like just the innocence, man, of mm-hmm. being a kid and like growing up, and you just like are so blissfully ignorant to everything. Yeah. Um, and this seems to this looks like that to me. It does. Yeah. Uh. No, it just it's a really well done trailer. It intrigued me. It's a it's a concept that I, I don't know what this is about. Yeah, but I want to see it. Yeah, that's what you trailers should do. It trailer, shouldn't just be like there's uh, an art the new Spider Man. There's an art to making a trailer, right? Right, especially when it's not some massive property that where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I know this because it's Batman, mm-hmm. or this is Matrix. Cool, I I, I know this is about. Mm-hmm. If I've never heard of a movie and the trailer makes me want to go see it, it did its job. Yep, you know. Yeah. Um, I saw a fascinating trailer just the other day. I was watching a show on Hulu, and it was this movie called Antlers, and it's Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro looks weird as hell, but I mean, again, it did enough for me to like. I I I googled it. It looked better than Lamb. Was it, was it Lamb? What's the one with the? Oh, dude, Lamb looks weird. The Lamb baby. <laughs> An- Antlers Antlers looks. It's more of a horror movie, but um, Lamb the la- the l- Lamb looks. Crazy. Looks like a horror movie as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, Licorice Pizza. These are the kind of films that we would love to start doing more of. Um, the really like down to earth <gasps> um, type. Of what would you say? Huh? Lamb comes out October eighth. Oh, sorry, <laughs> we're already doing David Gunn. <laughs> I know. Um, cool. And then I've got one last little thing that will lead us right into uh, our episode today. Did you know? Uh, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. This is about Spectre, but. 
Um, should I say it or should I say it next week? I don't know, man. It's I'm your, say, it's your segment. Say, apparently, Daniel Craig broke Dave Bautista's nose okay. on set. They were do, There's a really great f- like fight sequence, Inspector, between them two, and he punched him in the face and broke his nose. Did this come out recently? Yeah, I, I, I saw it like two days, like two days ago. Okay. That was interesting. Inspector came out... Years ago. Right. 2000... Oh, wait, 15. Wow. It's been a while. Wow. It's been a while. Jeez, man. Anyway, cool. Move right along. Uh, Zach, do you have any shindigs? No. Cool. Zach doesn't have any shindigs. No, 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 no. That's a different beat. Okay, here we go. Two. Zach doesn't have any shindigs. No. He doesn't have any shindigs. But I was doing the, I was trying to do the snaps like offbeat. So go again. Oh. Zach doesn't have any shindigs. No. Oh, like the upbeat? Yeah. Okay, I'm trying so to do the upbeat one with the. And two. And yeah, 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 yeah. Zach doesn't have any shindigs, no. Hey, so we need a video because you can see Zach's face. He's so excited. Um, I love snapping. Cool. Do we have any whiskey shots besides she's... She puked She puked on the oh carpet. Yeah, she had a hairball. It was um, not a ball. It was a hairline. It was like a hair... It was a hairline. <laughs> yeah. It was a hairline. Um, they're gross, man. Hairballs are nasty. I know. <laughs> they're nasty. Um, but yeah, that's about it. She's just all. Up, she's just. She's a terror, man. She's in and out. <laughs> she's a terror. Mm-hmm. She's ruining all my pants. <laughs> she's really ruining all my pants because I sit at, at at my desk, and she tries to climb on me, but she just will like claw my pants. You know what I've learned in the past month? Just in the, just in the past month, mm. if I wear shorts, she doesn't do that. I know you hate shorts. I don't ever wear shorts. The only time I've ever seen you wear shorts is I'm swimming. We okay three times. <laughs> swimming. Yep. Uh, playing basketball. Yep. Which we Is haven't, he? which we haven't done in like five years. Uh, more than that. Or sometimes when you go to the gym. Sometimes when you go to the gym, you're wearing like I pants. Pants. Like joggers. Shorts. Yeah, joggers, man. But uh, sometimes Can you, I tell you wear why? shorts. Can t- and and also let it be known that people have made comments about this. When I wear shorts, mm-hmm. they're short. <laughs> okay. Have you not seen this recently? What do you mean? Like you wear like uh, chubbies length? No, I don't know what that even means. You don't know what I'm chubbies are? Boy, I do know what chubbies are. Are they like what, f- five inch? Right. Yeah. So yes. what do you mean okay, you don't yeah. know what that means? <laughs> you know exactly. Like you know precisely what that means. <laughs> the brand. I don't wear the brand. Okay, chubbies. I'm not talking about the brand. I'm talking but about yeah. the the cut. Yeah, yeah. So I wear like like five inch seam. Okay. Shorts. So I like it's 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 a lot of man thigh. That, mm-hmm. that, that you're nothing kidding. wrong with that. So why don't you um, do that all the time? But I do. People want. I do it all the time now. I haven't seen you wear those. Oh, I don't wear shorts. You got in the the pool one day, and I was just basking in the sun. Yeah, the light was hitting my hair just right. That's <laughs> before you cut it. And you got out of the water and flipped your hair back. Oh, so, 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 so is, is this before I cut my hair? <laughs> no, you got enough hair to okay, flip back a little true. bit. Anyway, I wear. Sh- I don't like wearing shorts because I feel like they make me look short. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, if they're too long, like no, it makes my legs. I've. I no, like it's I, it's really, false. I'm lanky. The more leg you show, the taller you look, in my opinion. No, I know. That's why. Think I wear about when shorts. Freddie Freeman's wearing his pants, and and you see, he's he's like seventy percent leg. Yeah, he is. Twenty five percent torso, and then five percent head. NLE's champs, baby. Mm-hmm. Good Braves. Anyway, give us a theme song. Um, that that was somehow whiskey shots, but whiskey shots, whiskey shots. Hunter doesn't wear shorts <laughs> anymore. Uh. Meow. All right, cool. 
So let's dive in. Uh, I got I've thrown off because <laughs> you looked at me with disappointment. I didn't hit that high didn't note. Do the high note. All right, so I forget the order. Do we do this now? Do we do the the breakdown and then we do the movie minute? We're gonna do <laughs> movie in a minute. I just said movie minute. We're gonna do the uh, like credits, the run through. Okay, cool. Then we're gonna do our one minute impressions, or not one minute, but spoiler free impressions of the film. Yes. This movie's nine years old. We gotta do spoilers in this movie. Let's do first thoughts. Right. So whatever first thoughts, called, and then okay. All right. Uh, so Zach, who, mm-hmm. di- who directed this? Uh, Motion picture. Sam Mendes. Wow. Who wrote this motion picture? Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and John Logan. What is this motion picture based upon? It's based upon the work uh, James Bond by Ian Fleming. Maybe you've heard of him. He wrote Octopussy. Octopussy. He did write And others. He also wrote (laughs) Casino Royale. Yeah. Yep, Casino Royale. All kinds Um, of stuff. uh, Produced by Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, who they own the the Bond properties. Really? Yep. Um, Interesting. you're fine. Uh, cinematography is Robert Robert Roger Deakins. We didn't talk about who's... Is that the who's name of the bass player from Queen? <laughs> is it the bass player from <laughs> Queen? Google this. No, it's not. Queen. John Deacon. Okay. Oh. I was like, wait a second. Um, I, so did, I skipped the cast, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Craig, Javier Bardem, Ralph Fiennes. Is Nami it Fiends or Fines? I think it's Fines. Voldemort. Uh, Nami Harris. Don't know how to say that name. Berenice Marlowe. Yep. Uh, Albert Finney. 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 And Judy so, Dench. Mm-hmm. Yep. Edited by? Edited by Stuart Baird and Kate Baird. Both of them. Music by Thomas Newman. Um, it was uh, released... 2012. 23 October 2012 in London. Mm-hmm. 26 October 2012 in the UK and 9 November 2012 in the US. Runtime is uh, uh, 143 minutes. Uh, box office was 1.109 billion. It's a big number. This is the biggest, this is the highest grossing uh, Bond film of all time. Back in 20, 2012, too. Nine years ago. The budget was 150 to 200 million. I don't know if you said that and I just I like zoned out. I didn't. Uh, so it's a pretty good haul. So, uh, yeah, first thought. Well, uh, what's next? First thoughts or is it movie minute? Let's do first thoughts. Cool. Your first thoughts? This movie was great. Yeah. That it? Cool. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I love this movie. In fact, I love this movie so much that when I was 19 years old, mm-hmm. I took a picture and put it on Instagram of me holding this movie in front of my face. <laughs> And it made my nose look huge. <laughs> you remember that? Remember that picture? I do. I do. It's still on my Instagram picture. somewhere. If you guys go find me, you can find this picture from Go way back. Way, way and, back. Uh that's how I was that cool. I love this movie. Um, which we can dive into just a little bit, but I feel like this movie's uh it's uh, one of my favorites. hmm So you know what time it is now? It's time for our world famous movie in a minute. Featuring Zach Wilson. This week. Are you ready? Oh, I'm born ready. Born ready. Let me get let me get my time around. I popped out at one thirty nine in the morning on a Monday, May thirty first, nineteen ninety three. You thought. And I said, I'm ready for movie in a minute. <laughs> in a minute. And they said, Oh my God. <laughs> Call the church. He's speaking. <laughs> then I didn't speak again until I was I don't know. You then you prophesied in twenty eight years. <laughs> 
I must be ready to do a movie in a minute. Mm -hmm. And you were. All right, here we go. Ready? Uh, yes, whiskey. You can't. You can't distract me. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we're in Istanbul. James Bond and uh, Ava, Eve Moneypenny are chasing some guy who's got some codes or something, right? Uh, they're on the train. He's like. Or she's like, I don't, I don't have a good shot. And then she shoots James Bond because M's like, take the shot. And he falls in the river. You think he's dead. A um, couple weeks later, he's having sex with some chicken in Turkey. <laughs> so, shit. Okay. <laughs> Hurry up. They're tracking this guy. It's like a shadow player. They don't know who he is. Meanwhile, there's more bureaucracy coming in. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is, is trying to like not shut down MI6, but he's like putting pressure on him. They figure out who it is. It's it's like a, an ex agent, and he's like, "I'm super powerful now. I can just like hit a button and like change world events, like the Taskmaster or whatever his name is." Um, uh, they go back to uh, James Bond's childhood home. He blows it up. He goes through the ice. He comes out of the ice. He stabs dude in the back by throwing the knife, and then they live happily ever after. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Oh Although no! Not everyone lives happily ever after because. M dies. <laughs> M does die. I have die. I have thoughts about that. I do too. Um, cool. Let's dive in. Um, so, as always with a Bond film, it's going to start off with like they're on a mission. Yeah, the and there's a open, chase. The cold open is vastly important. Mm-hmm. So, you also just recently watched Quantum of Solace, right? Compare the three. I watched them on the same day, so I really hope I don't like conflate the okay, two. Okay, cool. I don't I, think I don't think I said any Quantum of Solace plot points when I was did. doing this. No, no, I I haven't seen Quantum of Solace in a, in a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, does that one have an opener chase? The, uh, it does. Yeah. It. It. I'm trying to think. So actually, here I'm gonna hijack this just for just one second, so we can come full circle. Quantum of Solace, just so everyone knows, had a very troubled production. Okay. Right, it was during a, a writer strike. All they had was like a really rough outline of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Craig and the director, I'm, I'm not sure who it was, had to literally they they wrote scenes the day of. Mark Forster. Okay, yeah. So they they wrote scenes day of. Okay. Um, apparently, it wasn't intended to be so tied to uh, Casino Royale. Well, how was, could it not be? I know, but when they was, leave that cliffhanger. Uh, and do you know what the cold open was? Sorry, I don't no, mean no, to no. hijack your hijack. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. I just actually heard something about this and how there's actually uh, continuity errors in it. Isn't Are there? It, doesn't it pick up like right when the... the, the not the right when. It's not like John Wick. Okay, you haven't seen the John Wick movies. Yeah. But, but between John Wick 2 and John Wick 3, it's like one frame difference. Okay. Like it's literally like continuous. This, like at the, at the end of um, Casino Royale, yeah. he, he's like, Mr. White, yeah. you know, and he shoots he's him like in the knee Bond, or whatever. James Bond, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and then the cold open of Quantum of Solace is he's driving a getaway car and he's got dude in his trunk. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, apparently, I was listening to uh, the Weekly Planet. Uh, they had an episode of Quantum of Solace and I was just trying to brush up on it. Don't remember him having a gunshot wound. Well, apparently, wait, so Bond had a gunshot wound? No. So at the end of, I'm pretty sure at the end of Casino Royale, he shoots Mr. White, like in the knee in or the something. Knee, yeah. And says Bond, James Bond. Yeah. I don't think he had a knee wound. Okay. He might have had a knee there's wound. There's that, but also apparently he's wearing a different suit. Oh, no. So they're saying, like, <laughs> did he, like, shoot the guy, go change suits, and then put him in the trunk? That'd be a Bond thing. I mean, think about all the times that he's, like, been shot, and he's got to get back to the casino, and he's, like, wearing a brand new fresh suit. Oh, How true. many suits does he have? Tons. But anyway, so that's where, we're, that's where, so that, that would, this one's a bit more removed from, like, 
Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace are definitely hand in hand, right? And then a few mm-hmm. years later, we have uh, Skyfall. Mm-hmm. And we pick up in, you said it was in Istanbul? They're in Istanbul, yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. How's, how's, it, how's this start? I have to say, uh, Quantum of Solace didn't have the highest ratings. And maybe I wasn't looking at it with like a super critical eye because we yeah. weren't going to review it. I was just trying to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. But I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, that's the thing about, I mean, for me, these 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 Craig Bond films, that even the, the quote-unquote worst ones mm-hmm. are pretty good. It had Matthew Amalric mm-hmm. was the, the villain. He's, he was in uh, uh, Sound of Metal. He's also, yes. in that, he's also in that film that I was telling you you need to watch called uh, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, and it's amazing. Mm. But uh, he was good in it. Um, there was a good little, there was like a dual revenge plot going on with the oh, chick. Oh, yeah, with the woman, right? The woman whose yeah. like, whole family had been killed by the, uh, the like, general guy. And yeah. then, and then uh, obviously, Bond was trying to figure out what was going on, mm-hmm. like, why um, Vesper defected or whatever, right? Yeah. If the boyfriend was still alive and all that stuff. I will say, though, that it was, like, a really long, not really long, the movie's actually pretty short, but it was, like, the full movie, and, like, Vesper's not really mentioned at all, and then, like, right at the end, there's some Vesper closure. It's, like, last scene, he, yeah, he goes and he, like, finds the boyfriend. The boyfriend's got another girl who's got the same necklace on, and he's, like, yeah, I've got one of those. It belonged to a close friend of mine. Get out of here. And then he, like, lets her go, and then, uh, I don't know if they, like, capture him, if they kill him, I can't remember. Mm. Okay. So, that that arc essentially ends with Quantum of Solace. It was a closure arc, yeah. for sure. It was like, because uh, Casino Royale left things open, that yep. closed them. So now yeah. this is like, he's just back on the job. Yep. There's no like... Sort of a fresh start, essentially. Right. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're tracking uh, this guy who's stolen some hard drive, right? Out of a laptop. Just ripped it out of the laptop. Yeah, what's interesting... I don't know if you noticed, but the laptop was like completely yeah, ripped Yeah, destroyed. Up. What's interesting though is, and because I have some notes. Um, uh, first off, I love the the lighting in the intro where the the shows like Rada's eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he finds uh, what's his name, Ronson. Um, I think this movie, to me, at least in in the opening, it highlights how ruthless M is. Yeah, Dude she's kind. She's kind of like a. She's cutthroat, man. Because Bond's, Amanda Waller, yeah, in a yeah. Sense. So Bond's saying like, Ronson's been shot, like agent down, right? And he's trying to like stabilize him, and she's like, leave him, yeah, it doesn't matter. Get the. Did get he the make it? Up. Was he in? The, was no, he, he dies. He dies. He dies. Um, because when Bond comes back, he asks him. He's like, Ronson didn't make it, did he? Um, and then ten minutes later, she's telling, uh, Eve, you know, take the shot, mm-hmm. and she's like, I could hit Bond. And she's like, doesn't matter, take the shot. Um, it's interesting though because. This is sort of like flipping it on its head, but Bond has, in the, in the past, both past two movies, had no had like complete disregard yeah. for consequences and like, yeah. you you know, that's growth though maybe maybe where he's like trying to like minimize the losses. Yeah, I, I will say because like I said, I watched the two movies in the same day. Mm-hmm. When I watched uh, Quantum of Solace, and then I watched like the the opening scene, and he's like trying to stabilize somebody. I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah. Second thing I noticed. Sorry, and then we can get no, back to you're it. Good, you're good, he you're looks good. visibly older. Yes. In this film than he did in Quantum of Solace. Actually, yeah. in Quantum of Solace, he had like this, uh, they did something with his contacts or something. He almost had like dune eyes. Like they were so blue. Like way too blue. <laughs> they were extremely blue. Really? Yes. That's funny. Um, well, this is definitely, this is our first appearance 
in first appearance, a first look at a at a bit of an older Bond. And they say it a couple times. Yeah. Like, you um, know. Which, you know, Bond's aged in the old ones, you know, like Sean Connery, like they weren't right. in their 20s and 30s. But he's definitely looking a little disheveled, a little, mm-hmm. you know, slower. Um, he also got shot twice, so. But that's the thing. So we this is a very human Bond where he's not always like one completely put together yes skyfall to me is interesting because in some ways it keeps deconstructing the bond mythos but also at the same time it puts back some really signature bond pieces right like we get q q with the gadgets even though it's not really like uh, i I know it's 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 q but it still like makes fun of the gadgets Mm -hmm. um eve money penny which i I like that she's in it because in the old one she was M's secretary, but also I feel like they kind of did her an injustice by having her be an agent and then be like, no, she's just going to be a secretary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Especially because she she's out in the field. She shoots Bond. Oops. You know, but yeah. she was told to do that. So why would they punish her? Yeah, right? it's not her fault. Um, but second, she goes back out in the field again it after is, she says, I work a desk. Yeah, I work vital. a desk job yeah. now. But right? they're in. Where do they go? Mumbai? Is that where they go? Mm, don't they go to Macau? Macau, and then they go to it's, Shanghai. It's, it's, it's I think Macau. they're at the the um, no, because he finds the coin in Shanghai, and then, and they, then go they go to Macau. Macau. Um, yeah, like I I do think that's a little frustrating. Where to have her kind of go backwards as a character, mm-hmm. uh, but she I, I believe she's in Spectre. I think she's in the new one too. So maybe okay, she'll have her moments. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, but uh. Yeah, I, th- I think the the cold open is great. Um, it's really it's physical. You know, it's it's a great chase scene. Um, when Bond got shot on the train, he's fallen. I was like, he's dead. No, yeah, see, he's dead. <laughs> his I can't because he's dead. Um, Caitlin Riley, good follower. Um, it was like the sixth episode. This, this movie, <laughs> this movie to me, I love it, and I, but I also give it a lot of passes because there's a lot of really convenient things. Mm-hmm. When you kind of actually stop and think about it, but that's what films are. You know what's convenient? What's that? Every woman he runs into is just gorgeous. Yeah, and like just automatically wants him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not how life is. Uh, but no, the first convenience to this is, uh, you, you die if that happens to you. Yeah. If you get shot with a rifle, right. First off, you you could die in the if, shoulder just from if, the impact. Even if it's in the shoulder, you could still die. Yeah. Then you fall off a train and a bridge. You fall stories and stories and stories down. Right. Into a river. Okay. If you're lucky enough not to hit rocks or anything like that and survive that, then he shows him like getting tossed around through rapids and like going down a waterfall. But even then, like I like, feel like once you've hit terminal velocity, like your your body has hit terminal velocity, yeah. hitting water is not like it's like a uh, brick wall. Right. It's like a brick wall. You ever belly flopped from like 10 feet up? No. Imagine. <laughs> no? <laughs> Not on purpose. Okay. <laughs> but yes, they say water is the hardest surface on the planet. Mm-hmm. Because we, if... Well, I don't if, know about that. But... Who's they? What I'm saying... Who are these scientists? They, <laughs> if you hit it going fast enough, you hit it just right. Like, it can kill you. Have you heard of Vibranium Hunter? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, then he's like tossed around a waterfall, and it's like... Yeah. He's... And then a hand just comes he out... Would, he would drown. Hand comes out and grabs him, and then Adele. Adele, which hey, this song this song was huge. It was. This song was massive. It was. I know we were, we discussed ranking the songs. We're we gonna do that next week. Yes. Okay. Okay. This song yes. was good. Yeah. That's all <laughs> we'll say. Um, no, it was great. I don't think it was the best. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
I will say there's there's moments in in the chase where like we see this like the I don't want to say campier, but like the campier Bond stuff sort of like when he he runs up the cred that like bulldozer and like jumps onto the the end of the carriage on the train. Yeah. And like people are like freaking out and he like does it does he, his like, uh yeah he, like, fixes his, his cufflinks. And that was like, very like I was like that's like that's like old bond. Signature you bond. Know, like yeah. he's like polished. Whereas in, in Casino Royale and like in like the the reboot busting stuff, through the wall. He was like <laughs> just like bulldozing stuff mm-hmm. and like was ungraceful. Now he's like let me straighten my suit first. Yeah. Um, I think some of the core. I know I keep interrupting you. No, it's fine. It's fine. I fine. apologize. This is, this is your deal. Go, go for it. I think that some of the, or a lot of the choreography, uh, the fight choreography, mm-hmm. but also just like the parkour stuff, might have been better. It was better in Casino Royale yeah. than it was in Skyfall. Okay. I don't think that sinks it. I don't think that, you know, in terms of like ranking it. Yeah. But I think the choreography was better in Casino Royale. Because I remember being like, holy crap. Yeah. This that, is really good. That, the the opening chase scene um, in Casino Royale is hard, Carter. hard to beat. <laughs> Freaking Carter, man. He sucks. Oh, funny note. I actually noticed something. This is fast. We're, we're sort of jumping around. Did Carter have a desk job in this film? No. Oh. But I, I heard something and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty clever. When he's in Macau with mm-hmm. Money Penny, yeah, uh, and he's walking into the casino. Oh, with the ear thing. And he yeah. says, "Don't touch your ear." And I mm-hmm. was like, "Well, because uh, she was touching her ear yeah, the first but time." I was like, "I was like, he and he knows why." <laughs> like, yep. that's really funny. I thought it was a kind of a funny uh, callback. Was um, anyway, yeah. Like I, I have my note here when he gets shot. I was like, "What a fall!" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I also love the conflict that this sets up between Bond and M. Like they they love each other, they'll never admit it. But also they mm-hmm. kinda hate each other. At least Bond has reason to be like, Screw you. Like first thing he says to her when he comes back is, You said take the bloody shot. Yeah. Like so he he's said, a, he's definitely upset. Oh yeah. Kidding me? <coughs> and you know anyway. who else is upset with M? Uh Britain. <laughs> Not what I was going for, but yes, the country. The country <laughs> Who else is that? Who else is upset? The the villain guy. Oh. Man, okay. Because he also we can was just talk about this for a second. Betrayed. I love Silva. I think he's a great villain. He is personally. You love. You've said this before that you just love Javier Bardem. I do love Javier Bardem. What uh, movies have Bardem. you seen him in? Um, I mean, he was in No Country for Old Men. I yes, assume you've seen that. I've and seen that one. You've seen this. I've seen this one. There's more. I know. I can't think of any. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't need any more than those. I think everything frankly. that he's in, he's like quirky and like really yeah. awkward. I'm trying to think. There's. I know there's more. I'm, I can see his face in some of them, but honestly, those two films, in my opinion, is all you need to see to be like this dude. Sure. Great. Yeah. He's psychotic. Yeah. In No Country for All Men. Yeah. I wonder if he's psychotic in real life. I mean, maybe. <laughs> he seems like a cool dude, though. Like they just like say, okay, they give him, they put him on stage, and they give him <laughs> weapons. Yeah. And, and just like film Do it. something. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think he's great, man. I don't like his, his, okay, well, first off, I have some issues when I think about it with his plan. His plan's got some conveniences. And I'll get to that in a second. There's a lot of conveniences. There are. Um, like, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss. Like, but his, I'm going to say this. Let's. Say it. No, I'm gonna save it. Let's, oh, let's save like this. Get to this first. Let's we gotta like get to it at some point because if we forget, yeah. it's gonna go on Zach yes. Shindig next week. Okay, cool. No, I, I won't forget. Anyway, let's kind of get through these things. So Bond is super jaded. He's mm-hmm. living on the beach somewhere, drinking scorpion drinks or whatever. With hold on a second, I got one thing to say. 
some of the CGI in this did not age well. The scorpion? That scorpion doesn't look I even thought it rem- looked okay. <laughs> he didn't look awful. Yeah, I didn't think it looked great. Anyway, um, he's enticed to come back because there's an explosion mm-hmm. at MI6. Um, meanwhile, M is sort of being forced out. Which, another convenience, they're out in, like, Turkey, and they're watching CNN. CNN. Wolf Blitzer <laughs> is right? on TV. Like, what? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so Bond comes back, right? Yeah. And he's broken, man. Like, I mean, like, physically. Like, he he's out of shape. He's well, had a gunshot wound. Quote, unquote, out of shape. Both shoulders, he's right? He's still in, like, a, his body's still perfect, but he He's just, probably in better shape than I'll ever be yeah. when he's, like... But he's in bad shape. Bad shape, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting. Like during those tests, he has he has to take these tests to get back in the field. Um, you know, he still puts up this front of like, like he's doing the pull ups, whatever, and then everyone leaves and he like collapses, right? Mm-hmm. And then even on the like word test, you know, where he's like, they're like murder, and he says employment, mm-hmm. and he's like M, he says bitch, <laughs> and I'm like, damn man. But then we get the first little tease, and he says Skyfall, and he's like done, done. Um, I don't know, but another thing that I think plays into the, his relationship with him is he fails those tests, mm-hmm. and M lies and says he passed because she believes in him because the power of belief. Power yeah. of belief. Power Do you belief. notice that he can't make a single shot? Like he even is like walking and trying to shoot. And he misses and all of misses them. Misses everything. And then the rest of the movie, he doesn't miss a shot. Perfect. <laughs> Did you He's notice James that James Bond? Well, he misses one shot. Okay, and it's with the glass on her head. He misses that one. I guess he does also. Was he trying to shoot um, Silva, do you think, when Silva was climbing up, climbing up the ladder? Do you think he was trying to shoot him, or did he just say, oh, like, maybe, stop? Maybe. No, I, I bet he was trying to shoot him. Okay. I have an issue with that with that scene. What, with the the timing of the train? and like Yeah. Like, all of Silva's timing stuff, it's, like, very dark night. Like Yeah, there's, like, like and, like, who gives him the police uniform? Like, this was years. Mm-hmm. Like, when he hacks into the... the the mainframe. Yeah. Q was like, this was years in the planning. <laughs> hacks into the mainframe. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, when he hacks into the mainframe, Q mm. was all like, you know, this is years in the planning, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but how? How is it years in the planning? Right. Because think about it. He gets captured because Bond, after three months being quote unquote dead, gets the, carves out the bullet fragments from his shoulder and gets them analyzed. And they trace that bullet back to the assassin that he was trying, that had the hard drive. Mm-hmm. He goes to Shanghai, which I'm not going to discredit is a gorgeous scene. Sure. If anybody has seen Shang Chi yet, there's a sky rise fight in that movie with the lights behind it. That's very reminiscent of this scene. Do you know what this scene also reminded me of? What's that? Uh, the lights. I think I feel like there's sky rise scenes in um, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, oh, I was very Blade Runner. You know what I mean but with like the with neon, like the neon blues and, yeah, yeah. and pinks oh, and yeah. stuff. It was Great, beautiful. Great, great. I mean, like the shots and stuff were. Where beautiful. we see Severine for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, but also, he this guy dies on accident. Bond's trying to hold him up and he can't hold him. Mm-hmm. The dude falls. But. Dude didn't even try to, like. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. like, please help me. He, he was, was just, just like. like, like <laughs> and then, down and then he, he fell. But conveniently, this dude's carry on a briefcase with this chip. Instead of getting paid in cash from Silva, he gets paid in this chip, mm-hmm. which Bond then takes to. Macau, which he, which the men are told to kill him, but he has to know that he that he would survive because then he gets brought to his island and then he meets. So he's wanting to get captured, right? 
right. to get into the MI6 mainframe. You know, so I, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like this gets a pass, and let me tell you why. Yeah. So when you do you play chess? No, I I love this game. This this game. This movie. So I I feel like it passes too. But yes. Do you play chess? I I have you have, played chess before? I have played chess before. When you're playing chess, you have certain uh, attacks that you do, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But if you see. Like if you're if the your opponent opponent does something, I don't know why I'm like can't talk right now. That's every day for me. <coughs> but if your opponent is doing something and you yes. notice like a, a vulnerability or like it opens up something for mm-hmm. you, you 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 turn your attention. You say, okay, how can I use this? So he was probably planning all this stuff, That's and then true. Bond like came into the picture, Maybe. and and you know it just he just kind like, of fell into his lap. He just adjusted. I mean, he he is a former agent, so he knows how they operate. I suppose right. Um, but yes, we meet Severine, um, who I think is great. She's not in the film for, for for very long. Severine, I feel like Severine was great. I was very confused. So all the other like sexual encounters, mm-hmm. there was like some like flirting. You know what I mean, or like mm-hmm. something going on beforehand with her. She was like, "I can't help you," and then he like grabbed her arm and he was like, "I know you're a victim." And she was like, "Please help me. Can you kill him?" Yeah. Next thing you know, they're in the shower. Like she didn't so, even know he was on the boat. She so, thought they might have taken off and he hadn't gotten on the boat yet. Yeah. So I actually noticed one little like micro emotion that she showed in that. Okay. Which actually made it kind of sad for me, um, because he was like he sh- he saw her tattoo and said, "You must have been from the Macau sex trade mm-hmm. when you were like what he says like 12, 13 years old." Right. Um. And this is about to get super dark. Uh, but when she's in the shower, she feels somebody, like, touch her from behind, right? She has panic for a she's moment. She's, like, shaking. Mm-hmm. And so that tells me that somebody else does this to her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or however other min- many other... So Bond just, like, took advantage of a sex slave. <sighs> I mean, I guess. No, I'm saying that whenever he says, whenever he speaks, and she realizes that it's him... But still, if there was no I know, flirting, I know. Like, uh, but, but I'm it's saying just at, nothing. At, at this point, I, I guess she wants to, and it gives consent. But I'm saying that tells me that, like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Bond's a dick. I'm not like, gonna. Let's give, just be honest. I'm not gonna give you this hypothetical because you're married, you know. Okay. But if I like met somebody and she was like, "Please help me, please. The boat is taking off in an hour. Please help me." And then I like got on the boat and I and I hear the shower running. My first thought is not gonna be like. I know what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Strip naked. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I need a shower too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I get that. And it's this one was just weird to me. It's unrealistic. It's very, which when we think about the fact that her reaction to being touched, uh, that scared her. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of messed up. Her story is tragic because I thought he was going to actually save her. He- <laughs> He just needs to stop with the women. He needs to yeah. stop using them as like a, a... They're collateral damage, man. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Um, and it makes the films feel a little, like, sexist. <laughs> that yeah. All the women I mean, Bond die. Is not, he's not exactly a knight in shining armor. Sure. Until, until he tries to be inspector, I guess. Well, I feel like he was trying to be in this one, too. and But still, he used her, and then she just gets shot in the head. Yeah. Um one quick thing I want to mention about uh, Q, and then I want to talk about Silva. So I love okay. Ben Winshaw's Q. I yeah, love their first. Inter- I love all their interactions, but I love when they first meet. And he's like, "Who's this kid like talking to me?" And he's like, "I could do more damage he's like, in my pajamas second. over yeah. coffee." Yeah, he's like, "Hold on a second, this is I'm Q." And, um, but I love that they bring back Q mm-hmm. and that department. 
with all the gadgetry and the technology. But he's like, here, here's a gun and a radio. Right. And the gun's cool. The gun is cool, and it does. It gets wasted, but it does uh, actually play out for him pretty well when the dude gets eaten by Komodo Dragon. Um, is that realistic? No, I don't think it is personally. I, per, I mean, I don't. I don't the know. Dude was big. I don't know <laughs> the behaviors of Komodo Dragon, so I don't actually know. Sure, but I don't think so. Um, but I love how, like, they still that while bringing back the gadgetry of Bond, they also poke fun at the gadgetry of Bond, mm-hmm. where Q was like, "What'd you expect? An exploding pin?" He's like, we don't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't really do that anymore. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> um, have you heard, this is super, this is sort of a side tangent. Have you heard the theory that James Bond is actually just a code name? What do you mean? That these are not reboots. It's one canon. And that when someone... That would make sense when, because... When isn't someone becomes 007, they adopt the James Bond moniker. Isn't Judy Dench in... Judy Dench is M in the right. Pierce Brosnan movies. The only thing is that in this one we see Bond's parents' graves, and they do say Bond. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's disproven. It could have just been like like um, Sam Mendes didn't get the memo kind of thing. Well, but I will say that uh, throughout all three of the films that I've seen so far, you you, d- you haven't watched Quantum Solace in a long time. Mm-hmm. He's always using these like fake names, right? And then and then out of left field, he's just like Bond, James Bond. But maybe yeah. that is the fake name. Maybe. But there's also there's apparently some early draft where like they actually intended to do like a retired agents thing and have old actors come back, which would have actually in a sense confirmed mm-hmm. that theory. Uh, did you hear that um, Kincaid, the, the 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 like gatekeeper at the house, was originally supposed to be played by? Um, uh, my God, I can't think of his name. I just said it like ten minutes ago. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Really? Yeah. That was the first guess. But they that said. That would have been cool. They said having Sean Connery back would just, like, distract from the film, which I get. Might have. Uh, anyway, cool. So now I want to talk about this. We Let's finally, talk about it. We finally meet Silva. I think we're already at an hour. Jeez. Um, we finally meet Silva. His opening monologue and his, like, walk down, I love it. <laughs> it was really awkward. No, I, no. I liked it, too. No, no. I, I think it's extremely awkward, mm-hmm. but I love it. It was a good I just mo- think it's very much in line with who he is. It was a the good super monologue. Extra, like dramatic yeah. character. Yeah. All the servers and, and the yeah. laptops and stuff, and he's just walking. I will say though that I was listening to the monologue and um I was trying to see who it was. I was like, who is that? Because he's like small oh, walking yeah, he's up. Tiny. Uh but it was it was Did, good. Do you think that distracted from the moment? No. 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 Um and I, but I just love like how quick Bond is, where he's, you know, he's like rubbing on his legs, and he's like first time for everything, and Bond's like, which is makes me think this is my first time, and he's like, <gasps> mm-hmm. Mr. Bond. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he gets captured after he shoots, uh, Severine, Severine in the in the head, which I think is a good demonstration of like he doesn't give a shit. I think it sucks. Oh, it definitely sucks. Because isn't it like right after she gets shot in the head that he like. Starts fighting them. Why couldn't he just start fighting them five seconds earlier? Yeah, you know what I mean. Also, why doesn't he? Why doesn't he just kill him? Right. Like that's also a part of his plan that is convenient. Where like he's like he's gonna well, kill but everyone he has, but me. He a- he has been told to bring him in, to bring people in in general yeah. to gain intel. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he gets captured. Comes back to 
MI6. Mm-hmm. He kind of reveals his story about how he was captured and the Sinai Pill. He shows his gross face, which, as you said, I can't remember in Quantum of Souls, but you said every Bond villain like has a thing. Yeah. Um, this is his thing. You know, Quantum of Solace guy doesn't really have a thing. No. He's just like a, like guy. a, a guy. He's French, I think, <laughs> and he, uh, he's just like, he's an eco terrorist. Well, this guy has half a face. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's got a full face. He has half of. He has. He's, he's like no teeth. Yeah. And like his half a jaw. Bone, his cheekbone. Half is a cheek. Dissolved. Um. But yeah. So, what do you think of Silva? I think he's. I, think if, I also if we think keep there's going a lot down of the list. We're gonna run out of time, so I'm just gonna. I think there's also a lot of uh, conveniences. Yeah. Uh, in terms of his character, well, like, I think his acting is great. Oh yeah, I mean he, Javier Bardem does a great job. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. But there's so many things. It really does remind me of like, The Dark Knight, where everything feels orchestrated and planned. But there's so many variables that could have gone differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, like you have to just sort of suspend your reality. He's in his like fortress, like his house essentially, and there's like three people guarding him, and they get shot, and there's like no more, um, there's no more like, uh, resistance when the helicopters come down. It's not like people are coming out shooting at him, oh, right? Yeah. And they capture him. But then later on, he's got like a bunch of people with him. So like, where th- where were they? Yeah, but also like who. He gets the cop uniform from right. So he who? has people, but like, where where are they? Who are they? Yeah. How does he keep track of them? Who's his? Like, does he have a secretary? Like, I think I think that would be an interesting. That that could have been an interesting story. Like, maybe what what MI six agents are compromised? Right. You know. I, I do think if I had one complaint about his story arc, is that I, I kind of wanted more of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like know more of how more it works. Maybe I mean he. They did a good job with backstory, but yeah, the logistics of his like operation. How does he do yeah. these things? Like, he was an MI six agent, but how did he get really good with like hacking and stuff? Because James Bond isn't like super good at hacking, yeah, is he? He's not Q. Um, yeah, but also like when he tries to go, like his plan is to kill M at that hearing. Yeah. Which? Wait, how did he know that was going to happen? The Wasn't hearing, that, like a recent event. It was a recent event, but he might have known because. Uh, the bureaucracy stuff was going on after the explosion. True. And they he knew probably, that, he probably, he probably knew there was going to be a hearing. And he yeah. had like Bond's file from his evals, which were after that point True. too. So he, he had that information. Uh, so it's not about like the information he has as much as it is how he's able to like plan this stuff and like the and people that are helping him. Yeah. Like who are they? Where are they? Are they plants? Just like. Um, well, like, l- l- let me ask you this. So. Say in theory, Bond doesn't catch up to him in the sub, like underneath the tube or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Where he's climbing the ladder and he shoots at him and he's like, whoa, okay, you know, you're good. Right. What does, was that? What was the train bomb? Like, what was he that? Blow that <laughs> anyway? Right. Is it like, like a diversion? Does he do it to stop him from getting up that ladder? Because, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's a moment where, like, after the train crashes and Bond, you know, he's. He, he he lives. Whereas it's this funny moment where he like looks around and he looks visibly shocked. But I like to think he was thinking, "What are the fucking odds?" Yeah, he like, might have been thinking that. Like the fact that he already has this these bombs planted. To right. That we're here at the exact moment that there's a train coming, which and that he knows that the train hasn't passed this part yet. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So there might be certain things that. So the timing of the train is the thing that I want to focus on. But the yeah. other stuff, there might be some things that we we're not like taking into account. So he probably 
if he knew that he was going to have an opportunity to escape, assuming that they hacked into the thing and it like hacked him and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, reverse virus ha- thing happened, um, he probably set him. S- whiskey, whiskey, whiskey is attacking oh, socks. Okay, cool. Um, it's probably a thing. He's he's probably like set up an escape route. So like you haven't seen the John Wick movies, but in one of the John Wick films, there's like a ten minute scene of him like hiding guns in this like underground tunnel thing. And you're like, what is he doing? And then he goes in there and like shoots the main guy. And then after he shoots him, everyone's coming after him. And he like goes in that tunnel and everywhere that he put guns, he's like grabbing them and doing stuff. And it's like in other movies, you probably would have just been like, why was that gun there? Yeah. But like you see him like. Maybe the fact, maybe saying that he has a, he has this one plan that has to go perfectly isn't fair. Well, but he was going, he was going that way. But I'm saying like, maybe that's not fair. Maybe. That's underselling. Maybe he's so he's planned for so much. Yeah, maybe that he has so many different contingencies that maybe right. he has planned for. It. Maybe he's like, if Bond catches me here, then I'll do this. If Bond catches me here, then I'll do this. Right. If Bond catches me here, then you know. But the timing of the train, specifically how Bond goes, like, oh, was that meant meant for me? And he goes, no, this was. And then it's like it's coming. Yeah. That was convenient. Yeah, <laughs> like that he had time to like give that line. He didn't even look down at his watch, man. He's like, no, but that is. Um, yeah, that's that's the biggest one, and I love this movie, so I'm not like it doesn't bother me. But I'm like, if if I'm honest, I'm like that's mm-hmm. that's a bit much. Um, the only thing I can think of is like, if he had some, you know how like on roadways they'll put those like little stripe strips down, and like when you drive past it, it like alert, and then they'll like track to see how fast people are going. And stuff. Yeah. So they have like something. Maybe he had something to where like when the train passed, he knew that it was passing, and it like tingled his prostate or something. <laughs> so he's like on the ladder, and his prostate tingles. Like, Ooh. Ooh. I should blow up the bomb now, you know. And then he was, he was, uh, he was told. I'm gonna save that mark and just put it on social media for the world to hear. <laughs> um, what? So I don't know. I threw a, you off, didn't I? A little bit. There's another thing where it's like there's just some things in this film where it's like I think this movie works best when you just stop asking questions. Um, Most films do. I that's find that's true. Like when he kidnaps him, quote unquote. He's mm-hmm. like, we're gonna get ahead of this. Um, he. He goes and gets a 1967 whatever Aston Martin, and I'm like with guns equipped. I'm, but no, like I'm watching it and like literally I'm like, oh sick, that's the car from Casino Royale. That's the car that he got right in that poker game. And then he's like driving and he like flicks the thing up with like a button, and I'm like, wait a second, right? <laughs> is it the car? Because this is kind of gadgety, right? It has got gadgets, and then later he shoots. It has like built-in mini guns. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not the car. This can't be the car that he got from that dude. It could have been. Could have been. But I mean, like those things where it's like, I would have liked that to have been like a callback where it's like, he has this car. I think he's got it in the new one. Um, it's the same car? Well, yeah, it's not the same it's, car. It's it the same model? Of, is it an Aston yeah, Martin? it's the same model. It's it's With the same guns. It's the same, wait, in the new one? Yeah, because he's it got the guns because he's driving in a circle and he's shooting around. people. Yeah, it looks like it's the same car. Um, but this this movie is like, it's it works best when you just go, he's James Bond. Mm-hmm. He's James Bond. Of course, he has a car with mini guns in it. Right. Um, what did you think of the Skyfall sequence of that that whole like third act? Did you care to go to Sky? Like, do you? I think it's interesting to find out his history, like his childhood. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. Do we really learn his history? Not that much. We actually learn more. Inspector. We go to his house. Yeah, we learn a lot more. Inspector. Yeah. So we go to his house. We meet the groundskeeper. Kincaid. Uh, we see that like everything is like covered up in dusty. Because they sold it all because they thought they thought he was dead. Should have called. Yeah. 
Damn. He had like he's like, do we have a gun room? And he's like, no, <laughs> we have a rifle. Mm-hmm. His dad's old hunting rifle. Yeah. Um. So I don't feel like, I feel like it was more so just like symbolic of yeah. Like growing up, it's it's like obviously he's a grown up, but this is like him. Maybe this is the growth point where he's moving past like the ego driven bond yeah. and into like a different character. But it's definitely like burning down your childhood home in a film is is symbolic of like oh, yeah. of like moving on from some skeletons yeah, in the closet, from right? Some childhood trauma, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, I liked uh, Kincaid. I also think it's now look. I I liked it, and uh, it's very much r- like a rated R Home Alone, right? Where he like booby traps everything out of. Like, right. like when, when when M builds those like bo- like bags of nails, Ugh. which is like gruesome, um, but it's like also like can I be honest? I loved his character. I think Kincaid is a really cool like he's a welcoming character. Mm-hmm. There's no way he survives that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, there's just you mean just because he's a groundskeeper and he's not? Well, it's like he's a. I mean, M is at least trained in some ways. Sure. She at least knows this world. But he knows how to shoot a shotgun. All you do true, is point true. and pull the trigger. And you know what? I, I guess. I guess to my point, he was about to get shot. Yeah, he was about to because he because the adrenaline he, kicks he's in. Shaking. He's shaking and yeah. he's trying to get the things in there, and and, um, and Bond saves him. Yeah. So that's. I guess I answered my question. Um, I do get frustrated though with the freaking flashlights, man. <laughs> like that's. I would, also, I'd be walking in the dark, personally. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, totally. But here's the thing, too. Like, that whole sequence, I think, is great. I think it's cool. You know, Silva looks very... He's he's very menacing in these moments, uh, bringing in the helicopter and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's technically made very well. Um, I think it's, you know, Bond. It's it really... It's cool to see Bond against this army, essentially. It's a very right. cool moment. Um and when I first watched it, I thought, oh, damn, like, M dies because of the stupid flashlight. Wrong. I didn't realize. I was like, no, she gets shot before she even leaves the house mm-hmm. um, and plays it off. So she's she like, no, I'm fine. So she was going to die either way. She's going to die. Well, yeah. if she'd been treated. True. If they had known earlier, then maybe, she, you know, that's that's fair. Right. Um, but I always thought, like, oh, man, that sucks that these flashlights. Uh, but I want to come back to the gunshot. But we'll, yeah. You know, no, no, go on. No, no, no. When we get to the when we get to like the church. Okay. So gotcha. right now we're still at the house. Yes. And there's all this cool stuff happening. I will say that when they like surround the house, uh, after the second one. Wow. I thought I closed she that. She just opened the door. She just opened the door. The cat opened the door. Um. You know they shoot all the guys coming in, and then the helicopter shows up, yeah. right? And he's like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. And that's the sound a, a, a helicopter machine gun yeah. makes. Exactly. <laughs> that was actually just audio from the movie. But Silva's outside, mm-hmm. and he's like throwing grenades in. And I'm thinking, if you're like a, a former MI6 agent, I feel like if if Daniel Craig was just like in the right hallway pointing out a window, he would have just like seen Silva and been able to shoot it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like tactically speaking, you shouldn't just be like standing outside the window like throwing it straight in. And he's just like, he has not a care in the world, you know? Maybe he thinks that. Oh no, yeah, I totally gotcha. Totally you you gotcha. see what I'm saying? He definitely like that. I think that becomes his downfall. Like he gets this egotistical, like I'm untouchable, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, which he even says. Which he like, is for the majority of the film. That's true. Because like when he gets to the church, he says like, "Oh, of course it had to be here. Like it has to be here." Right. And so he's he's, but he's like, not planning on getting out alive anyway. So maybe yeah. he ha- he was going with reckless abandon from yeah, the get go. He's like, "This is fate. This is like 
I'm doing this because it's fate, and mm-hmm. I can't be touched because it's fate. Um, and it, and he, I think it's fascinating. I never realized that he can't shoot her. Right. He can't do it. He's saying it has to be you. Yeah, like like he has a gun, and he like you know he gets angry, and I'm like he can't pull the trigger. Um, I want to talk about the ice real quick. Yeah. Because they get out on the ice. It's a little ridiculous. And uh, then he gets like captured or whatever. Also, do you think he runs weird? Who? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Well, he's getting older, and he he definitely ran differently on the ice than he. Yeah, it looked a little odd for some. Well, reason. you're running on ice. Uh, fair enough. Have you ever run on ice? No. It sucks. Okay. Have it you? sucks. Oh well, yeah, because you're a hockey player. I was a hockey player, and we would we would go out on the ice without our skates on, especially like if I wasn't playing that game, like I was injured or something. But I would go to support my my teammates. Yes. And I'd walk across the ice to get to the bench and stuff, you know. Mm. But uh, I feel like this is... Wasn't there a scene in Spectre with ice and falling into icy water? I can't remember. There might have been. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. But there's a there's scene... definitely in the trailer There's a, of the new one. There's right. Like in No Time like to like Die, a, like ice scene. where Rami oh, Malek is like shooting, no, shooting a, down into the ice. A, there's like a snow mountain when he goes to find... It's Mr. White's daughter, actually, mm-hmm. in Spectre. She's like on top of some... She's like some therapist at some practice on top of some icy mountain right that's that's what it is Go okay on. uh anyways i just thought it was interesting that he like falls through the w- and it's like whiskey my goodness they're like fighting underwater if the water was that cold let me tell you from experience when you get into ice cold water like that you can't breathe you can't do anything yeah. you're just like i need to get out of this and he the way he's able to like strangle hold the guy and then like swim further down and like get, get, his flare. get the flare. Just the flare thing was cool. Yeah. I will say because you look up and you can't tell where the hole is. Yeah. He shoots the, the flare. And then boom, there it is. Which, do you remember when we were doing the Aquaman episode and I was like, how'd they shoot that flare underwater? <laughs> I guess it, I, I they guess have it works. underwater flares. I also have always found it fascinating. This is also at the end of, of uh, Casino Royale where I'm like, he's underwater and I'm like, yeah, like six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe not six minutes. No, I know, but, but it just it feels like a long time. Um, you'd think that would be one of the things that they're trained to do, but yeah. maybe not like with combat involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like fighting, or like in in Casino Royale, he's like trying to open stuff, and he's like, yeah. you know, working. Can let her out. Sure. <laughs> Whiskey. Hollis is talking in there. Locked it this Locked time. It. Wow. She's not getting in this time. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I, th- I think that's it. Just okay. So yeah. he blows anyway. up the house and anyway. takes out like most of them. The helicopter, you know, blah 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 blah. Takes out all of them because it's just him and Silva left at the end. Well, there's one other guy that he strangles in in, yeah. in the lake, in right? The, yeah. In the, in um, the Silva finds him because of the flashlight because the groundskeeper is first off. <laughs> the, there's no. I'm sorry. It, he's not even like looking in one direction. The flashlight's like going all yeah, over the it's place. Like going all over place, but also. It shows them from the other's direction. Like it mm. shows it shows them walking towards the camera with a flashlight. Right. The flashlight's not that bright. Right. Okay. No, I, I thought the same thing. There's no way if you're seven hundred yards away or however long it was, because it was far. You might be able to see something, but it would be like a little dot. It it'd would be like, like it'd, it be, would it'd look, look like, like a, a star. It would look like a lightning bug or something like that. Yeah. Right? Like these are like perfectly formed light beams <laughs> going across the the land. And I'm like, there's no way. Uh. But also, it's like, what direction are they walking? Are they going in circles? Because also, think about like the smoke from the house. You think that would yeah, obscure? That that's a little far fetched. I mean, I, I agree. I get what they're saying, but it's like, no. Visually, um, it it I mean, it progresses the story because otherwise there wouldn't be the final confrontation. Yeah. But you know, maybe there would have been a better way to get to that point. I don't know. Yeah, I also uh, one th- thing that 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 I did enjoy is 
um, when Silva gets stabbed, like he gets a knife in the back. Mm-hmm. I love how like annoyed he is. Yeah, he turns around. And he's like, "Oh, it's you." He's like, "Ugh!" Like, like, re- like, I really. Maybe he doesn't know he's gonna die, but I think that I like to think that he does. He's like, "Shit!" He's like, "Really, man?" Really? I was this close. Yeah, like he's seconds away from seeing him die. Right. You know. Um, does he see M die before he dies? No. Okay. He died because he like crumbles. Remember, and he's yeah. He like he his last quote unquote word, or whatever. He just looks at Bonnie. He goes, Ugh, and just like down <laughs> falls over. I have a gripe with this scene. Yep. So he gets there. Who, uh, Bond gets there or Silva? Silva gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, Kincaid can't do anything because he's like I already shut the and he's like okay hands like, up I'm not, not going like, to do anything. All right. He puts I love the how, I love how like deer in the headlights he looks there he's just like oh. Yeah, like, well, he, he realizes he's out of his element yeah. at that point. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, that's the big bad. This yep. isn't just a henchman. Yeah, this is the boss. This is the big. This is like this is like boss level. Mm-hmm. Boss fight. Boss fight. Anyway, go on. He puts the gun up. To he puts the gun to both of their heads, and he says, yeah. "You've got to pull the trigger. You've got to pull the trigger." So same, you think same bullet. The thing that he wants, the bad guy, the way he's going to get what he wants is for both of them to be dead, right? So he succeeds. Right. That's my thing. So. Bond comes in, throws the knife, and uh, Silva does not succeed because Silva's dead, but M's alive. And then two seconds later, M's dead. I'm like, if he had just, if they, if she had just pulled the trigger and they both died, like, what would have been different other than like Bond would have been like, dang. Well, I think the fact of Bond, I don't know, Bond succeeding, because so it's one, an ego thing. In one, Bond fails. Yeah. Um, but also, but technically, about, he fails anyways because M, his job was to protect M, and M ends up dead. Yeah, but also, like, they have to know, like, there's an army coming, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is that no matter what, M dies because, well, unless she tells the uh, M dies because of her own actions. Sure. Because Bond asks her point blank, "Are you hurt?" She says, "No, I'm fine." Yeah, or something along this fact. But Bond does if the same had, damn if thing. She had said like Bond's had a heart attack and look, he's I had have like a, I have a gaping hole in my side from a bullet. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh shit, let's patch that up and get you out of here. I'm telling you, Bond does the same thing. Casino Royale, he like dies. No, I know. I mean, Vesper Bond brings gets, him back to life, Bond and he's gets, like, "Are you okay?" Bond gets <laughs> shot in the in the bulldozer, and he keeps right. going. Yeah. He lives with a bullet in him for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, just left it in there, and it had yeah. it had uranium in it. Don't you think that would be know, not man. the best thing? Uh, anyway, um, I have a question for you. Yes, about the this could be my last discussion question for you, and then if you have another one for me, and then we can you know wrap yeah. up and talk. I was about just gonna it. mention one thing actually, just sure, real, real quick. What do you think of Ralph Fiennes? I think he's great, Ralph Fiennes as the new M. I think it's great. Uh, when when they called him M, I was like, he's not M, but then I realized his name is uh, Mallory, right? Yeah, which is funny because in Casino Royale, he's like, what does M even stand for? It doesn't even stand mm-hmm. for name, but on this one, it does. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on. What's what's your final discussion question? Do you think Silva is like an understandable villain? Because ultimately, he's like really tortured mm-hmm. because he's been betrayed by M. And he just wants to show her that she was wrong or something. But ultimately, he just wants to die. Like he just wants like a sweet release. Yeah. So like, what do you think about him as a villain and like his origin? If you think about it, yeah. 007s are brainwashed from a young age. Yeah. And, like they think that everything that they're doing is for country. Yeah. And queen, queen and country. I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. But to have to ha- put that much into something 
and then to be expendable to your the person who's like directing you. Yeah. Like think about M says take the shot and she's willing to like sacrifice James Bond, which I understand where she's coming from as well. Yeah. But like there'd be there'd be a ven, ven, like a uh, a vendetta. Yeah. That's well, w- I was gonna say that word and then I was like, is that the word? <laughs> there's there's also a uh, I think like an actual sequence where um, when he's dead and he's like, I think I will. He when he's quote unquote dead, Bond's mm-hmm. dead, and uh, there's a line somewhere where it's like. He's an orphan or something like that, and she says like they always make the best agents, right? Yeah, and she says so that in Casino Royale too, or yeah, someone says that in I Casino think Royale. It could have gone to this petty revenge plot, but knowing the world they operate in, and the like psychological torment, frankly, that they have to endure for him. But it's not even petty, man. Like no, think no, about no, it. I, he, I understand. He's trained to do all this stuff. He exactly. knows, and she gives. It, she like feeds him to the dog. She she even says like, "Oh yeah, like we we we." She gave him up, right? Right to get more agents back. So yeah. she sacrifices him, and then even then, he's trained to take the cyanide capsule and like kill himself. So he's like, "Okay, my training tells me to literally kill myself," and that doesn't even work. It like melts his teeth and like half his jaw, yeah. and he like oh, stays alive. I I think it's totally understandable because it. What I meant by like a petty re- revenge plot is that sometimes there's been in like in some films where it's like, oh, I'm trying to think about wh- where it was, where it, like some film where it's like, you called me a butthead once 10 years ago and now I've plotted for years. See, that's, that's petty. But that's, this, it, that's different. When I think petty, Hunter, do you know what yeah. I think of? What? I think of like, like imagine you and Hannah are on the couch and her foot's like touching you and you say something that like kind of upsets her and she pulls your foot away. <laughs> Petty, you know. You know what <laughs> like, I would have to do to make her do that? Anything? I would just put my foot near her, and she'd pull and it away. She would go, but that's gross. different. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, I get what you're saying. But I'm saying, like, in this world that they live in, mm-hmm. like everything is so psychological, and everything is so life or death, right? Um, Bond is Bond is messed up. Sure. Like, Bond as a man. Is kind of a sociopath. He's an alcoholic. Like he's an alcoholic. He's on pills, frankly, at, at like on the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. He abuses women. Let's be yeah. honest, right? Doesn't like, mind when they get killed. They're they're dipped in oil damage. or like strangled with a hammock. Yeah, like or they are they're, shot in the head. They're literally like they're just things for him. Right. Um. He's got no emotional attack. Like he doesn't he doesn't care. But anybody but Vesper. And M, we sh- and M. We, when she dies, we do see that. But even then, he's learned to like not show it. Right. Um. So when if this can break somebody and they break bad, if you will, mm-hmm. with that sort of like mental damage already there, it's so volatile. Yeah. Like, I can believe this in a heartbeat. Okay. Because especially with like PTSD, it's so exacerbated and so hyper focused on like one person. And think about his training. So yeah. it kind of makes sense that he's able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just the scale of it and the yeah. convenience of it for me. Yeah. There's definitely some timing stuff. But I think his like fascination with him to be like, I'm gonna like r- like destroy this thing that you've built. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. You know who else? Sorry, this is completely, no, completely random thought. You're good. But just his character and how like uh, unhinged he is. Do you know who else? What other actor could play Silva? Probably not as well. Who? Definitely not as well. Who? Nicholas Cage. I'm about to say it's <laughs> Nick Cage. I think of that scene where he's like, "You've ever been dragged, dragged to the, the side of the street and beaten until you piss blood." 
Have you seen this uh, Simon Helberg, the dude from Big Bang Theory, where he does like a, a Nicolas Cage impersonation? Uh-uh. He's like, he, he does the alphabet. In some movie, this actually, he does, Nick Cage does this. And he's like, it's so extra and so dramatic. And he's like, you know, it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. <laughs> yeah. All this stuff. And I was like, I can see Nick Cage yeah, doing this. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it's the subtleties of Javier Bardem that I think is right. for me. Nick Cage is not subtle. No. <laughs> At least to me. He might be in Pig. He might be. Which apparently is amazing. Uh, but it's the subtleties that sell for me. Um, anyway, yeah. You got anything else? Or shall I ask you the question? Well, I mean, just to like close it up, yep. we see Mallory become M. I think we already oh, yeah, talked about that's that. True. We learned, I don't know if we heard uh, Eve Moneypenny's name up until like it was the, supposed the to be very like a, end. like a big reveal. It was like, oh, yeah. it's Eve Moneypenny. She's from the old ones. Right. But it was kind of disappointing because she was like a badass now like, she's a agent. Secretary. Now she's just a secretary, yeah. right? Uh, and he's like, ready to back, get back to work? <laughs> Just like, like all the films. With pleasure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. closing remarks. I, I thought this movie was great. Yep. I don't, I don't know. Like, between this and Casino Royale, uh, they're both great. Yeah. They're both excellent films. I, I can't rank them one or two. You said last week that this is a top ten film for you all time. Yeah. Now, how long had it been since you had seen... I have two questions for you. How long had it been since you had seen Skyfall when you said that last week? Mm-hmm. Had you seen it recently? No. Uh, okay, so you've watched it again. Mm-hmm. Like, you've watched it this past week. Is it still a top 10 film for you? I don't know. I'll tell you why. I love this movie. Yeah. I do. It had been longer since I had seen Casino Royale. Right. And that's I, I, that one might be better to me. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just, so what I I'm hearing, what I'm I hearing from you is that... One of the Bond films is a top 10 film of all time for yeah. you. You're just not sure if it's Casino yeah. Royale or this one. Yeah. Okay. As of right now, I mean, I that list always, obviously is always changing. Sure. I love this movie. I, I loved it from when I first saw it. I always have. So you're in the same spot as me where they, they're interchangeable, one and two. Yeah. Like, they're both really good. Yeah. I thought the choreography was better in Casino Royale. I thought the story was better in uh, Skyfall. Yeah. I just I like the the like more rugged kind of broken beaten down Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like Casino Royale better. Yeah. I really liked Vesper as oh, like yeah. a like a Me female too. protagonist character. I thought she was great. Me too. Um, cool. So the question is, uh, but is it good? No. Ah. It is excellent. Wow. It's there better go. than good. There you go. Uh, do you know what time it is now, Zach? Every movie sucks. It's time for our new segment called Every Movie Sucks because somebody hates the movie you love. Give me that walking bass line for my slam poetry. Oh, wait. Hold on. Listen, every movie sucks. You know, you love this film, I hate it. And I'll tell you why. Welcome to Every Movie Sucks. Right. Whiskey's ruining the theme song. Okay, it's it's done. <laughs> All right, cool. So we go and we find uh, a one-star review uh, of this film. Currently, right now, though, on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Skyfall is sitting at, uh, where is it? A 92% certified fresh critic score and an 86% audience score. Do you want to look for bad audience reviews and I'll look for bad critic reviews? Go for it. I actually just saw one that I want to read. Here we go. This is from David B. It's one star, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, what an utter waste of talent with yet another poorly structured, inconsequential story. 
at roughly two and a half hours with nothing at stake, MI6 sends its, re- its director into the Scottish Highlands to hide in some ruins to wait for an assassin to catch up to her. All the while, Q is standing in front of a TV maps with flashing blips and punching a laptop. <laughs> oh, the grittiness and uh, oh, the suspense of oh, the lack of creativity. Give an adult a break. I will say, I realize this movie came out uh, a while ago. However, <laughs> yes, all of the like TV or not TV, but yeah. like the, the computer graphics and everything, when they're like, wait, freeze frame. Okay, use that as the code. Yeah, I was like, was come very, on. That was a lot. Whiskey? <laughs> did she just break her phone? No, it didn't break. She did throw it on the ground, though. Mm. Gonna put that in I've got one more if you want to. i got a new case on the way, so it'd be tragic if it broke. Um, go I've, got, I've got one. All right, go for it. There's a critic review. The latest in 007's adventures is so far removed from the super spy's tactical assignments that it often feels like only a hollow shell of the iconic hero. I disagree with that, but what I will say is this film does feel kind of like Mission Impossible in yeah. terms of like they don't know what's going on. They're just like scrapping to, you know, yeah. get things done. Um, this is th- this one's kind of long. Brett says, one star. I've never been a big fan of the Daniel Craig as 007, and this movie is a perfect example as of why. It's boring, classless, and a practic- and practically a copy and paste of GoldenEye's story with none of the charm of Ian Fleming's novels to back it up. Mm. Naomi Harris as Money Ch- Penny was a terrible choice as well. Oh, I liked her. Spoilers. Judy Dench's M was wasted on this movie, and the death was so dumb and drawn out, I found it hard to even care. I disagree, but yeah. w- I mean, we did talk about my little gripe with it's like, okay, she died anyways, so yeah, you know, that's true. Um, it's a Bond family melodrama. If you're up for that, yet another misguided director saved by a genre film. That was no. Eileen Jones. That was like a personal attack on the director, right? I'm trying to find one more. Let me see if I can find. Uh, you got any more? Yeah, Bond has doubled down on the blandness. Skyfall is one of the most smoothly manufactured acts of purely forgettable filmmaking we are likely to see this year or any year. Well, I found one, but I'm not going to read it because it's literally half-star rating and it's just somebody posted a bunch of scripture. (laughs) Really? I'm not kidding. I'm not gonna read that though. Oh, it's the, it's probably the same guy from last week that showed it to his church group and oh and didn't God. realize what he was showing to his church group. He did it again. Here we go. Andy L says, "Really, one star. Really, really average. You know when a Blu-ray bundle is happening, all of a sudden five star reviews start popping up. <laughs> <laughs> if it's average, and that's like a that's like a three star. Right. Okay. Here's one." People only react on the periphery, Hunter. I got one more, okay? This is by Hunchback A. One star. Oh, this is really long. Here we go. I hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) What I hate about it? Pretty much everything. But I mentioned just a few things I hated about it. Just two movies prior, Bond was a brand new double agent, a brand brand new double O agent, Mm -hmm. but in no time at all, he's a decrepit, over-the-hill geriatric dinosaur. (laughs) Yes, he, he's aged a lot. Yeah, Bond stands idle while Severine gets killed, but mm-hmm. just a moment later, <laughs> the crepit over the hill, geriatric Bond takes out half a dozen bad guys in the blink of an eye. What I, the I, hell? I said this as well. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I thought Javier Bardem was a great villain in No Country for All Men, but here he just failed to be intimidating. There's a lot of blah, blah, blah in this movie about how scary his character is supposed to be, but in the end, he's about as terrifying as an untied shoelace. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> in an action movie, there's a big climactic action scene to, to cap off the movie. But in this movie, 
the final confrontation between Bond and Silva is about as anticlimactic as it can be. I hated this movie. I wow. Can I say? Can I say something? Yes, you can. I don't disagree with anything that he said, but I don't hate the movie because of any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> everything he, he, he said really was. Hated it. Everything he said was not false. Yeah. Like uh, Javier Bardem's character was not very intimidating. Yeah. He's very like clever. Yeah. But he was like more eccentric than he was intimidating. You know yeah. how like uh, Black Mask was both like super eccentric and like really intimidating. Yeah. He was like the eccentric minus the intimidating in That's this true. film. That's true. Cool. Well, there you go. Every movie sucks to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. Well, let's let's wrap it up. I think this is great. I love this movie. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, Zach, how can they find us? As always, you can reach out to us on. Oh my god. <laughs> Another Slack message. I turned it off. <sighs> Go on. Reach out to us on Twitter at B-I-I-G podcast. Yes. You can email us at B-I-I-G podcast at gmail.com. Yes. You can hit up Hunter on the Instagram at but is it good podcast. Tell us how you how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you feel. Just let it all out. <laughs> let it all out. Um Yes, you can do all the things you can find. Did you ever say Instagram? Sorry. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, please say hello, subscribe, follow, share. Um, that was my Slack. That was uh, my work partner, uh, Anna. She says to give her a shout-out, so shout-out to Anna. Let me finish this episode before <laughs> I do anything else at work, though. Um, yeah. Tell us what you thought of this film. What's your favorite Bond film? What's your favorite Bond film? Uh, how did you find us? How did you find us? Yeah. And one, one question that I'm intrigued, because we're going we're gonna to discuss this next week. What's your favorite... James Bond era song, movie song. Yes. We shall make them. So next week we have No Time to Die coming mm-hmm. out this weekend. Yep. I don't cool. have it. I don't have any time to die next week. My my schedule's booked. Yeah. I'm gonna pry my pry, do my best not to die. Um gotta fill up. If I have any time open, I'm gonna fill it up so I don't have any time. Are we planning on watching this in theaters? I think so. Cool. 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 All right, see you guys next week. Cool. Bye. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.